Welcome to We Drink and We Know Things, a weekly podcast doused in alcohol and lit with knowledge. Clinkies! Hello. Hello. What up, everybody? How are we doing? Hopefully, y'all doing good. Welcome to We Drink and We Know Things, <laughs> the podcast. Yes. I'm Andrea. I'm Tom. If you're new here, welcome. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. This is episode 46. Wow. 46 of them. I, I, that's that's crazy. crazy. My dad, uh, it only took him uh, us having what 46 regular episodes sure. in to ask me how to listen to it. Thanks, Pops. <laughs> Thanks, Pops. And I was, it. So I showed him yesterday and I went and I click on it and I'm like, I'm like, well, you go to podcasts. Yeah. And I'm like, you go to the library. I was like, I know I've already put it on your library for you, which was literally I put the on only one on there. Anytime I help anybody with podcasts, I put our show on. Yeah. There. It was, was like, the, oh, exactly. Oh, and five star, five star. No, yeah, go ahead and just review that really quick. But uh, I went to it and like was trying to show him how when it's reversed like you know episode one's like all the way at the bottom yeah you got to do it in and so i was like so here you go you, you and you scroll all the way down and so it was, i was like scrolling 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 i was like wow feed's getting we have a lot girthy yeah bro. he was like holy shit yeah now, <laughs> i was like yeah we have a lot i wish that people that give us grief for never kicking it just go look at the podcast feed. yeah man go look at the podcast we got a whole thing going on here we've covered this so is a much third stuff. job for me <laughs> it is it really is that i get due for free <laughs> but we like to do it. we love doing it yeah but hey dad if you ever make it to this episode hi welcome welcome thanks for sticking it this far man <laughs> Gee, but man, he dude. also said he couldn't hear us when he started with episode one yeah so hopefully but he was listening on a speaker like in our laser room where it's really loud oh but yeah. i was like oh our sound quality got a whole lot better so if you if you are new to this episode you picked this episode and you go back and listen our sound quality gets People a whole lot better. People still do. Every, the way you can track podcasts on Apple, you can like go back to like, you can see every episode and if anybody's listened in the last, you know, little while and almost always, it's always like a spattering of weird yeah. episodes and yeah. number one, always like trends. Like people are still listening to episode well, one. I just, it's. So sorry it's, about it's that. It's great content. It's just terrible audio. Yeah. I mean, it's I loved my this. content Yeah, on it's there. the same as this. We really not, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I did. I think I started, I started this bitch with lizard people. Yeah. And I did. Totally should have saved that. I did. Uh if you've not listened i did uh people on death row's last meals yeah last words yeah. and how they were executed yeah it was metal as fuck it was really good it was a good one yeah oh we've come so far we've we done it enough fucking time we were recording on a completely different computer too they know man oh yes they know the saga all of the computer problems this is only our 14th computer <laughs> but friggin joaquin phoenix best actor that came out of nowhere. I'm excited about it. I'm glad he won. Yeah. I'm glad he won, I man. I forgot about that. That other movie took all the other Oscars, Parasite. right? Yeah. We gotta watch that shit. Yeah. Is it in English? No. Oh. Don't. You know how I feel about subtitles. He trolled people for that when he won one of the awards. Not at the Oscars, Who? but somewhere else. The director. Because he also made that Netflix movie about the super cow. He made what? Snowpiercer. What? <laughs> you remember the Netflix movie is super cute, but it's like about this genetically modified like super cow? Not a fucking clue what you're talking and about. And this little girl and it's like they go on an adventure. It's a live action. Super cow. Super cow, buddy. Nope. Come on. Nope. You're on your own on that one. Well, whatever. He directed that, but. You he... love freaking anime. Sub. So you are. That's your jam. I love it all, man. Yeah. I don't mind. mind to. I don't think it really takes away from the experience too much. I can't pay attention to the picture. The stuff that's happening on the TV and read a book at the same fucking time. I think you can. I can't. I believe in you. 
I'm just gonna have you read it while I watch. <laughs> but I gotta do it in accents, though. No, no but not like never mind. not like never regional mind. accents, but any accent that never comes. Mind. Like I could be reading Parasite in like a pirate accent. No, I'm out. Well, whatever, man. <laughs> it's so it's so open in here right it now. It is. We cleaned up the podcast room. It was y'all. Which means holy shit. We if, have if, room we look for... like this room looked like an episode of Hoarders up until like. Two days but ago. it was mainly just a bunch of different pictures of Florida man spread all across the floor. <laughs> yeah, like if for any reason anybody came into this room and was not the, aware of our podcast. What are you guys what? researching? Y'all are into some funky shit, yeah. bud. Because, I mean, I always print off the articles, and then as we go, we just kind of, like, fling the paper. We make a point of it. Yeah. there's We fling papers all, and there was just barely a trail to get to each chair <laughs> yep. to get to the desk where we podcast. But hey. So, we're gross, but we fixed it. It looks, it looks we're like, it's the, we're getting there. We're getting there, yeah. That means that they we have lots of open room for For people for to send gifts. us dope shit, yeah. If you guys want to draw us some cool stuff for our walls, we need some dip podcast your, stuff. Dip your tit in some we drink and we know things. Art. Artwork. Or maybe something fun we said. Ham like sandwich, ham sandwich. Babies. We'll or, put that shit up on our walls. We'll tag you. Yeah. We'll tell everybody about it. Shit. Count on it. I mean, we'll have to give you a place to send it to, but... If you want to send us D- something... Hit us in the email. Email us, and we'll give you an address. Yeah. And the email, for those that don't know, we drink and we know things podcast at gmail.com. Oh, you took it right out of me. I was that's about what, to say that's it. That's what I do, baby. Um, What else? You, I can see some sort of cocktail. Yeah, I got a... Uh, as, my, as my granddad would say, I got a hair up my ass and uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. made us a cocktail. I uh, hope you didn't pull that hair out right before you. I literally... That. Uh, as from a mixologist perspective, it's infused with my <laughs> oh, the salty it. leavings of my. Stop! I butt don't sweat. even <laughs> want to taste it when you. you oh no no, no! no, it's just a pretty essential old fashioned. Uh, oh, an old fashioned. Yeah, it's made with a high proof bourbon. Uh, some just some sugar. Looks good. Little, I use Caracara oranges. They t- kind of they have like a little. Uh, you oh. like them a lot. Those are the ones that you get that are like kind of not blood orange but brighter. Yeah, blood oranges. I'm not such a fan of. Oh my god! I made a seltzer with uh, blood orange. We're waiting to see how it comes out. Yeah, blueberry, uh, blueberry blood orange but hard seltzer. I am not. I don't care with that about that. I want that cocktail. Yeah. So this is just an old fashioned with uh, care care oranges. You can reach. There you go. You can give it a little. Oh. I go around. Oh my gosh! You know what's crazy? I don't. We haven't done one of these. Okay. Well, if you're if you're not new here and you've been following us, we Appreciate for you. many many episodes kept saying we were going to do a cocktail every time, and we've done maybe four. I think it's slightly more than four, but not but many more. we can actually do a clinky. Yes. You, am I coming to your mic or are you coming to my mic? We're doing this center. You can come anywhere you want, baby. What? I don't... We can just... <laughs> I what? just said... What? Dad started listening to this. Well... Okay. Are we... Oh! You think nice. you picked up? Yeah, I picked up. Clinkies. Yes, clinkies. We haven't said that in a little while. Clinkies. All right. Stop. <laughs> Oh yeah, don't! I really hope you cut out that slurp you just did. We both know I'm not going to. Um, that's really good. Maybe a bit heavy on the bitters, like a little. Oh, I thought it was tiny, a little heavy on the teams. bourbon, but I guess you could, that's there never is a more. Thing. Uh, well, because it has to have some staying power, and in, in an old fashioned, there's not a lot of ingredients. It's like, bourbon. well, why don't you say the ingredients right now? So bourbon, right? What kind of bourbon? Uh, four I roses? use. Uh, I did use the four roses this evening, just the yellow label, oh. and then. Uh, we got a little simple syrup, which is just equal parts sugar and water. Everybody knows that. And if you don't know, now you know. And then literally I just muddled orange. But you make the simple syrup. I do make the simple syrup. How do you make it? How do you make it? 
Oh, it's easy, man. It's just sugar and water. Same stuff. I mean, like you put it on the stove. Yeah, yeah. Equal parts sugar to water, right? Two dashes of bitters. Do you get it to boil? What do you do? No, you don't want to boil it. You just warm it up? <sighs> yeah. Oh, and yeah. just can, and keep stirring it? You just dissolve the sugar. Until the, oh, okay, okay. Just, that's why I'm in know. there. That's why I'm up in there stirring like Some a madman. Yeah, I didn't know what you were doing. I was finishing my research. I'm just really And I heard impatient. just like, clink, 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 clink. And I was like, what are you doing? I used to work at this really busy restaurant when I, and when I was first learning to bartend. I didn't know fuck all. And this, this time we ran out of simple syrup and this dude grabbed me. He's like, come with me. And he like marches me back to the back of the restaurant, like super fucking crazy busy. He grabs this huge fucking pot and just like eyeballs two, three pounds of sugar. And there's like a gallon of water on it. I'm just like, <laughs> just like stirring it like maniacally. So metal. <laughs> I was just like, I don't know if he just like through the sheer force of his will dissolved the, the, simple, the sugar, but that's, that's how funny. I've been doing it ever since. So nice, yeah. And then it's just uh, orange. You need a little orange zest too. Yeah, but the thing is, is like the only real ingredient in an old fashioned, if you do it right, is bourbon. Yeah, you know what I mean. So you got to use do it more right. bourbon. And I like to use a little. I like to use strong bourbon. Yeah, because you're adding sugar. You know what I'm saying. And this is the end of the podcast where I talk about old fashions. What? I'm done. I feel like I've been going on. Oh, no. I, I just like, if people want to make it, they don't know how to make an old-fashioned. Yeah. We're from Kentucky. We're the people to tell you how to do <sighs> Pretty much the only thing I do know how to, I only pretty much know how to make bourbon cocktails, I've, I've learned. I make I can make any kind of cocktail. I don't really But you don't really mess with anything, anything else, other than. I already know what the next one is. It's straight. Oh, we're doing another one. All yeah, right. Yeah, we're gonna people, go. keep we're him on his feet. We're gonna keep him happens. on his toes. We're going to see what happens. Email okay. him right before next Wednesday. Blow and be me like, up, bro. You better, you go better have a cocktail, Tom. Thomas. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I think I go first. Oh, you know what's funny is we. What's funny? We, we cleaned out the. We cleaned up the. As we cleaned up the office, we plugged in the mini fridge that I brought home from my yeah, old office. Bro. And so I was like upstairs getting wine because I didn't realize we had cocktails. And I was like, let's put the bladder of wine in the mini fridge. So we actually have our wine down here. I'm gonna stock the shit out of it. So I've got wine and a cocktail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same. And yeah, I, I get a to sidecar of wine. I get over to here. sit over here and sippy sip because you go first. Yes. So. With excited that to hear in what mind, you have to tell me. I'm excited to tell you. Let's get into it. So this week on We Drink and We Know Things podcast, I always write it like a, like when I script it out, I oh, always yeah? write it like it's like, tonight, um, We Drink and We Know Things the podcast. <laughs> you actually wrote that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I literally, I was kind of delirious earlier. I needed to eat and I, I also wrote the weekly podcast, Douse and Alcohol, and you know the rest. So wow. mostly I just paraphrase my own notes because I'm stupid cool. when I write them out. <laughs> God. We're going to talk a little bit about a few times that humans thought the end of the world was coming. Ooh. The apocalypse. Okay. The end of the world. Okay, okay, okay. But I am like tired. Yes, but I'm like tired. Also, and when we started this podcast, I always talked about I was going to do a ton of conspiracy theories, a ton of stuff like that. Right. But mostly I found when I got into them, most of the conspiracy theories that I always bought into were end of the world conspiracies. Uh-huh. Those were always the ones that I felt were the most compelling because... I mean, end of the fucking world, end of the fucking human. I mean, it's crazy. It's a crazy thing to consider. Right. Well, because there's there's groups of people who have such hardcore beliefs in them that yeah. they actually think they're going to like wake up and the next day it's going to be, it's the end of the world. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And so I was thinking about that and I was like, I wonder how many times we've called it, like how many times have we been like, well, it's here it comes boys. It's the end of the world. Right. How many times, how many groups... You know, and what's been the reaction to that kind of stuff? So that was kind of what I was thinking. So we're going to begin in the year of our Lord, 1910. 1910. 1910. Okay. Haley's Comet. Haley's Comet. Okay. It's coming through. Yeah, I've heard of this. So this dude comes around every 75 years and won't be back for us until 2061. 
Wait, it reoccurs, but it doesn't in the world? Well, spoilers, oh. it? I haven't even gotten into it. I just said Heidi's Comet was coming, didn't I? Oh, sorry. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it had already, was already like a thing. Yeah, Haley's Comet's been a thing forever, mm. right? It circles around every 75 years. So last time we saw it was in 1997. However, 1910. As the comet approaches and was imminent, and they knew about it, you know, uh-huh. at this point, this French dude named Camille Flammarion, Ooh, which sounds like he's a Pokemon trainer. <laughs> <laughs> For real, like he's a gym leader or something. But uh, And he said this shit in the New York Times, because there's a lot of people talking about it's an exciting time. You know, uh-huh. the comet's coming. Religious people are freaking out. And it's a, it is a different time. The, the things not known to us was amazing in 1910. If you look at, you know, well, 100, yeah. 110 years later, you know. Yeah. So he says, okay, he says this word. It's called cyanogen, gas. Okay. Would impregnate the atmosphere and possibly Ooh. snuff out all life on the planet. I don't like when people use that term. for Snuff? Like- no, impregnate. <laughs> yes. When for not when, We're not talking about babies. Yeah. It's like, I impregnated the bladder it of the... It just feels so sexual. It, it does. doesn't need to be. Yeah. <laughs> so astronomers had detected cyanogen. 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 It, in the tail using spectroscopy, which reveals an object's composition uh, by analyzing the light coming off of it. Ooh. So they're so quick. They were so smart with it already. We can determine. Yeah, that's crazy. Crazy shit already, which, I mean, how do you even fucking figure that out? Well, you think about, like, the, the Vikings using the, the sunlight yeah. as a compass and shit. Yeah. On, it's like, just a amazing fucking, yeah. the things that humans know, man. It's yeah. amazing. It wouldn't but, be here without all these other things. Yeah. So cyanogen is a very deadly poison. A grain of its potassium salt touched to the tongue being sufficient to cause instant death. Damn. So all this is kind of being pulled from the New York Times from back in the day. Okay. The paper wrote, to its credit, though, the Times noted that most astronomers did not agree with Flammarion. Well, okay. You know. All right. Who who was the one? The scientists were, were putting it out? So this dude was also an astronomer, the guy that made the claim. Okay, okay. Uh, but everybody refuted it. Lots right. of people were talking shit. You know, he's kind of a, you know, like... Science versus not science type sure. of a reaction, yeah. you know, in a dawning time of science, uh, you know, which could, you know, play relevant to today's world in a way. Oh. Uh, <laughs> or not. We're not a political podcast. We're no. not, okay. <laughs> so people went nuts. You know, part of it being this is this crazy astrological thing. It's enough to get everybody feeling a little wild. Uh Hustlers and snake oil salesmen were slinging anti-comet pills. What? One brand promising to be an elixir for escaping the wrath of the heavens. Twas Pirelli's miracle elixir. That's all we can do royalty free If you haven't seen Sweeney Todd, go see it. Oh, fuck with it. It's a million They know. We fucked with it heavy for like a a month. Uh, Wow. Okay. um, And this is, it goes worldwide. This is like an original viral story. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, fuck, there's this Oh, yeah. This isn't going to just affect the united states it's gonna, it's gonna affect, gonna affect the world. everybody yeah so a voodoo doctor in haiti was said to be selling pills as fast as he could make them holy shit two texans were arrested for marketing sugar pills as the cure-all for all things comet oh. so they're like yeah the decinogen won't fuck with you if you take this pill and it was just sugar it's just sugar well it, i wonder what the guy what, in haiti like was, <laughs> i wonder what the guy in haiti was selling probably just some Concoction, he man. He didn't get in trouble for it, though. He didn't know what the fuck cyanogen is. Yeah, well, maybe he did. Maybe he did. And he knew. 
Maybe he did. What kind of pill? Well, there was a bunch a bunch of really scientific arguments, and they're like, bro, it wouldn't even survive in our atmosphere. Blah blah blah. Like it's literally science, bro. It's not gonna happen. (laughs) It's science, bitch. Science, bitch. But people went nuts. Uh, yeah. So he was he was making those as fast as he could. The Texans were arrested. So gas masks also were just flying off the shelves. Oh my god. People preparing for literal the apocalypse. Like like oh my god. This comet. That, you know, has come around many times. Mm-hmm. It's coming around. And it's been, rec- I mean, the dude that found it, he's not even mentioned in this article. So I assume it was found a long time ago. Uh-huh. This dude, Haley. Haley. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. It's a little wonder that some people were getting riled up. This is So what I'm about to read is a, qu- a quote. A quote? A quote. <laughs> Are you not familiar with quotes, David? <laughs> Ian Redpath in A Comet Called Haley, he wrote this book. Which was a book that he wrote. <laughs> <laughs> was it a book? Uh, it was also... Was it written? Also, it was a book that he into wrote. Into a book. He put a bunch of words on the paper <laughs> and then turned them into... Bound them into a book. Okay. A shepherd in Washington state was reported to have gone insane with worry about the comet, while in California, a prospector nailed his feet... <gasps> And one hand to a cross. No. And despite his agony, pleaded with rescuers to let him remain there. No, dude. Churches found what? themselves packed to the brim with worried followers, while at home people were going as far to plug up keyholes to keep out the co- the comet's vapors, like plugging all the holes. I'm not past. I'm not past, dude. How yeah, did I he found do that? To, that? I don't, he probably he had to do I'll, the feet first. Well, yeah, he didn't do the hand first. And then he reached up and did the hand. That's why he had the one free hand. And then he was like, damn it, I can't get the last hand. This sucks a lot more than <laughs> I expected. But he couldn't get the last hand. What yeah. did he, why, why, why? Because they thought his... it was the end times. But So he Who wanted knows? to be crucified like Jesus? Bro, ask him. I don't know. For some reason in my head, I'm picturing that he did one foot and then the other foot like spread a wide instead of two feet together. <laughs> they, like... Hopefully they were together. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully, bud. God. Ow. Spread eagle for Jesus. I bet he was felt real dumb. If, yeah. And then, you know, it happen. passed without any incident. And, and everybody like, looked Damn. like some dummies. Yeah. That no- nothing happened. Now I can't walk or feel my hand. Yeah. So that's the first one. What was the thing you said after that, though? After you, after somebody else, the other thing you said oh, happened? Oh, people were just packing in churches. In churches. Having, like, fancy dinners, like, comet dinners. Like, this is the end. Let's go out with a shebang, babies. Wow. And, yeah. And then, yeah, people were sealing up, like, all, you know, free spaces so fresh what air couldn't get hell, in. What yeah, dude? Yeah, that's right. What year is this? 1910. 1910. 1910. Yeah. What? Yeah. That's, so, yeah. Next, we're going to talk about... Wow. Chen Tao, or Chen Dao. Or the true way. Cult. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a cult, babies. So this cult I was is... wondering if you were going to touch on any, like, end of the time cult things. There's that, so, so many. There's so many, man. You've already you've already covered some. I think I've, I've covered one or two, yeah. 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 This guy. This guy. This guy. Uh, his, his, the homie's name is Han Ming Chen. And the cult was a new religious movement, which was a mix of Buddhism, Taoism, and ufology. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Am I supposed to know what ufology is? Ufo- UFO logy. Oh, ufology. yeah, 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 yeah. I talk about it like all the time. I dog. was, I was in my head. I was pic- picturing it spelled like my perfume, Euphoria. 
Ufology. And I was like, Ufology? By Dior. I forgot what you... <laughs> it's actually Euphoria by Calvin Klein. Oh, fuck. Yeah, well, Ufology's not, so thanks. By it's Dan Aykroyd. It's very modern. Thank you. It, uh, so this religion that he... The true way emphasized transmigration of souls uh, with three souls per person and placed great emphasis... I know it's emphasis... On spiritual energy, <laughs> adherence to uh, adherence also believed in outside souls who basically acted as bad influences or even as demons in the human world. Why is that Little Mermaid song just playing in my head? Poor unfortunate souls. <laughs> I don't know. Because it's you talking about souls. Oh yes, sorry. <laughs> Chen believed that Earth went through five tribulations going back to the age of the dinosaurs. Each of these tribulations was survived by survived survives, survives, uh, survives by beings living in North America Uh-oh. who were being rescued by God in a flying saucer. <laughs> so he believes that all this bad shit has happened and the only people that have survived were from North America and God saved him in a spaceship. OK. All right. That's the that's the thing. And then when, where does Buddhism play in there? Well, I don't know, buddy. <laughs> he believed the solar system is 4.5 trillion years old or roughly 300 times the age science gives for the universe. <laughs> and he just These people, I he, like, believes he that, believed. Well, where the fuck is he why, get off coming up? Uh, why, bro? What, what? Why, bro? Okay. <laughs> he believed that the solar system was created by a nuclear war. Okay. All right. The group is best known for a highly publicized and failed millennial prophecy. Shortly after moving to Garland in August 1997. Was that Texas? Garland, Texas. Yep. Yeah. So they were in Taiwan. Yeah. And then they went to California. Okay. And then from California, they go to Texas. That's a that's a big difference. Yeah. Daddy. So they're mostly. If I'm, I might be. I'm pretty sure that they're all. Mostly the converts and the people in this were from Taiwan. Okay. I'm sure they got some followers in California. They, yeah, bro. You're telling me God's coming back in a UFO, bro? <laughs> are you fucking, are you telling me that right now? You look at me in my eye, you're fucking telling me that, bro? Oh, I just hit my face on the mic. I get it, bro, because I fucking believe in UFOs. <laughs> anyway. They don't all sound like that. Chen predicted... That on 12.01 a.m. on March 31st, 1998, God would be seen on a single television channel all across North America. Wait, wasn't there a thing like that? Wasn't there a television thing? Yeah, but that was like that hack and the dude's like... Yeah, yeah. And it's fucking bizarre as shit. and Nobody ever in? figured it out. It's been in so much pop yeah. culture. Back to the Future, the dude like doing the glitchy thing is like... No, I, it was in one that. you covered already, I think. It was like everybody was supposed to turn on their TV at a certain time mm-hmm, or something. Mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Continue, sorry. 1998? So, yeah, he... Oh, so that's that at right 12, before... 12.01, right. March 31st, 1998, God would be seen on a single television channel all across North America. Whether hmm. or not the person had cable service was irrelevant to God's appearance on the channel. Well, I wouldn't think you You don't have even to have, have to have cable. a subscription, baby. God's <laughs> oh. coming to your TV live right before fucking NFL and WWF. I babies. bet it had to be on Channel 4. Everything had I think to be it on was channel like 4. channel 38 or something is what, what it was locally going to be. Remember whenever you have to play Nintendo, it always have to be on channel 4. Yeah, man. What was that? I don't know. It was really fucking weird. <laughs> the group reportedly moved to Garland because the name sounded like Godland. Okay. At the time, the group had roughly 160 members, 40 of which were children. Whoa. 
members purchased more than 20 homes in an upper middle class South Garland neighborhood. Now, where are they getting the money? I don't know where they got it, baby. I don't know where they got that money, but they had it. Like their neighbors, these followers were white collar professionals, some of whom were reportedly wealthy. Okay, so some of them had resources. Sure. Okay. And they bought in. They wanted to get on this spaceship. Yeah, 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 yeah. They dressed in white, wore cowboy hats, and drove luxury cars. <laughs> okay. They reportedly believed that two young boys in their group were the reincarnations of Jesus and the Buddha. Wow. They told reporters they had come to Garland to watch God come to Earth and take human form at 10 a.m. on March 31st, 1998. Excuse me, 1998. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and apparently God's come into Mr. Chen, who runs this, okay. this organization, this cowboy wearing All cult. All right, buddy. Cowboy hat wearing cult. Cool, 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 cool. The Garland Police, oh yeah, the Garland Police Department, understanding the potential gravity of the situation, coordinated resources, including Southern Methodist University Religious Studies Professor Lonnie Cliver. Get a shorter title, dog. What the fuck was that? <laughs> what the fuck was that? Oh, well, gee, money. That's a it's a big you know. And they were on standby when the international media began arriving in what had previously been an upper middle class section of Dallas of a Dallas suburb. So it's like cult people all predominantly from another country. Right. Rocking fucking cowboy hats. Yeah. And all talking about space God. Oh my. And and it's just like Terry and Bill over here talking about how they're going to go play 18 holes. You know, like it's just so, you know, funny. (laughs) So weird. Yes. And it's like God and Buddha. Yeah. Buddha, Jesus. Or Jesus and Buddha. Yeah. So it said, uh, that its presence unsettled many Garland residents, wrote yeah, no Adam Zubin. It reminds me of that show, The Leftovers, where they all yes. just come out in white and it's stop exactly talking. It's exactly that, though. Oh, good my show. word. Good show. I've never seen it. Go watch it. show's so good. They did not understand the group's different style of dress and behavior, <laughs> and many feared violence. They were like, if we put cowboy hats on, we'll blend in. <laughs> They'll never know. They'll we never notice here. us in our groups of white. It's Texas. <laughs> Everyone wears cowboy hats <laughs> yeah. in Texas. <laughs> Uh, and now that we're here, a lot less people are wearing cowboy hats. They start getting noticed. We spent a lot of money on these cowboy hats. They start getting noticed, and one lead guy's like, damn it, we should have put the boots on. <laughs> I told you the boots were more important than the hats, and you didn't listen, Chen. Okay. Damn it, Chen. Damn it, Chen. You've compromised Space God coming now. So throughout the group's stay, the police department maintained contact with community members and informed them of investigation developments and contingency plans for the community's well-being. So the cops are like watching these people yeah. just because they're there. But they're also all wearing all white cowboy shit and they all moved in at the same time. They for bought, some, what, like fucking a shitload of houses. Sure. For some reason, I, I just picture them in like scrubs. Like they're all in white scrubs <laughs> and cowboy hats. So they look so weird. <laughs> but they're just very cordial. Like, hello, goodbye. Have a good day. <laughs> You like my hat? Weird. Uh, have you heard about Space Guy? But I mean, it must have been good for the um, the real estate industry in that area. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That that real estate agent was like, I don't give a fuck what they look like. They just bought 20 houses from You know me. the commission on 20 fucking houses? <laughs> so as we remember that it's all going to happen March 31st, 1998, 10 a.m., yeah. God's popping up. All right. Okay. When the predicted appearance did not occur. Is this when he's supposed to be on the TV? Spoiler alert. He doesn't show up. Oh. God had other obligations. He's God. Yeah. You know, time for a TV spot? You know? <laughs> Jesus. 10 a.m.? He's yeah. arguing all kinds of stuff. Yeah. The group became confused. The Chen Dao leader announced that he was obviously 
misunderstood God's plans, and members quietly returned to their homes. Chen offered to be stoned or crucified for the event, but no one took him up on his offer. So he didn't get high? Uh, Well, nope, he didn't. He... Nope. Did get it. Uh, <laughs> it took me a second. Guys, I'll literally smoke a joint <laughs> I'll over this. I'll get stoned or you can or you can crucify me. But let me get stoned before you do that because that's going to suck way more. It's going to suck way more. Being stoned and being crucified are very different. I, he was just looking for punishment, man. I guess. He had, he'd also made a false prediction of finding a Jesus of the West who would look like Abraham Lincoln. Jesus of the West, who looked like Abraham Lincoln, was one of his predictions. I have no words. No words. Yeah. So it pretty much fell apart after the prophecy went unfulfilled. Immediately after the failed prediction, some of the members had to return to Taiwan, owing to visa problems. In total, roughly two-thirds abandoned the group. Later, the remaining members moved to Lockport, New York. They continued to wear... They're just bouncing all up around the U.S. They continued to wear them cowboy hats. Oh, no, not in New York, guys. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. But began stating that a war between China and Taiwan would lead to a nuclear holocaust that would result in much death, but also oh, God's arrival in a god plane. <laughs> he flies private, obviously, but oh, to save the members. They originally stated that this would occur in 1999, but later revised the date because it happened. Uh, and also that never happened. And they all look like a bunch of dummies. Oh, too. my yeah. God. Yeah. Okay, can I guess the next one? Go ahead and give it a shot. Y2K? Dude, what's really funny is I started getting into Y2K, uh-huh. and Y2K was literally going to be the next one. Well, I, I the way you were going in time, I just thought oh, yeah, 2000 yeah, yeah. was Y2K. Well, guess what? Well, it's not. Okay. Sorry to disappoint you. We're going to talk about Preacher Harold Camping. I like. I just want to say, like, I wonder... Like these guys, these these people who who come Where do up they with get all, the, like the dates. Well, that, for sure. And then like when when it starts to like fastly approach the dates, do they just start just shitting their fucking pants? Like yeah. Uh, well, hopefully this, they've sold. Does it hopefully they've sold enough books. Yeah. And conferences right. and talks they and all this. They need to do it like Scientology where, where they don't, they just. Yeah, it's like that fringe fucking like either they really believe it or it's just like a cash grab. It's like. That's, that's, so that's what wild. I think. It's like, okay, well, we can book like, this. Like, you gotta this, this, know, this, you know when it gets to the date and nothing happens, you're fucked. Do you think, like, the night before, you, like, you bring all your closest people and you're like, <laughs> all right, guys, I gotta have the hard I talk. I had a vision. This uh, might not the space happen liz- The space lizard overlord that's gonna <laughs> take us to the other, the other universe where we'll have big penises forever. Oh, uh, he told me he's got a rain check. He's got. We've got to reschedule. Oh man! He's real sorry, but he's very busy with work, and he still he still loves you. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. So weird. So preacher Harold Camping, a Ameri- preacher. He's a preacher. American Christian radio host Harold Camping stated that the rapture and oh, judgment no. day would take place on May twenty first, in the year of our Lord two thousand eleven. Two thousand eleven. Two thousand eleven. Wasn't, Spoilers. Wasn't 2012 in the uh, rapture? <laughs> uh, well, that was the Mayan calendar. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so on May 21st, 2011, uh, that the end of the world would take place five months later on October 21st, 2011. Okay. So rapture is going to happen and then the end of the world five months later. Okay. Camping, who was then president of the Family Radio Christian Network... So that's where he broadcast from. He was the president of that organization. Sure. Claimed the Bible as his source and said May 21st would be the date of the rapture and the day of judgment 
beyond the shadow of a doubt. <laughs> Confidence. Like this doubt is so in the sunlight, it doesn't even cast a shadow. <laughs> what? It's high noon, no shadow. Oh my God. Camping suggested that it would occur at 6 p.m. local time. With the rapture sweeping the globe so time specific. zone by time zone. Yeah. So specific. So specific. While some of his supporters claimed that around 200 million people would be raptured, or approximately 3% of the world's population, Camping had previously claimed that the rapture would occur. He'd also made a claim previously that it would happen in 94. Oh, in buddy. But 2011 was like when it was really going down. No, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so his, his prediction was... Rapture's happening May 21st, 2011. Massive earthquakes would happen across the world at 6 p.m. local time. (laughs) (laughs) The end of the world would take place five months later on October 21st, 2011. The vast majority of Christian groups, including most Protestant and Catholic believers, did not accept Camping's predictions. Some explicitly rejected them, citing Bible passages including... The words of Jesus, like he's like the dude, as I understand it, stating about that day or hour, no one knows. That's from Matthew 24, 36. Mm-hmm. An interview with a group of church leaders noted that all of them had scheduled church services as usual for Sunday, May 22nd. <laughs> Cheeky. Yeah. You guys. Well, we're definitely not Ugh. canceling. Following the failure of the prediction, media attention shifted to the response from Camping and his followers. On May 23rd, Camping stated that May 21st had been a spiritual day of judgment. Okay. And that the physical rapture would occur on October 21st, 2011. Okay, buddy. Simultaneously with the destruction of the universe by God. Wow. However, on October 16th, Camping admitted to an interview that he did not know when the end of the world would come and made no public comment after October 21st passed without the apocalypse. Oh, my God. Yeah. And in March of 2012, Camping humbly acknowledged in a letter to family radio listeners that he had been mistaken, that the attempt to predict a date was sinful, and that critics had been in the right in pointing to the scriptural text of that day and hour knoweth no man. He added that he was searching the Bible even more fervently, not to find dates, but to be more faithful in his understanding. Okay, bud. Good for you. So he was the president of this That's radio insane. station. Yeah. And, and it had a huge listenership. He, had his, he, he was, was an evangelist, was he like, had, like, Was he part of the show? Like, did he have his own show? He had, his own, he had a yeah. whole fucking... That like, is wild to me. Like, multi-hour block. That is so crazy. Yeah. They replaced him. They even pulled all of his... I would fucking hope so. They fucking pulled all of his content but they didn't do it until 2018, but they pulled everything. Like, Whoa. you can still go listen and stuff on their place. Uh, he died, unfortunately, in 2013. Uh, by natural causes? He was raptured. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this next one's a short one, but I thought it was, like, interesting. Okay. Okay? For a few reasons. David Mead is the pen name of an American end-time conspiracy theorist and book author who has yet to disclose his real name. Ooh. Mead, who describes himself as a Christian numerologist. because if he got it wrong, he didn't want people to come after him. Well, yeah. <laughs> come on. I've learned from L. Ron Hubbard. Over there. Uh, Mead, who describes himself as a Christian numerologist, claims to have attended the University of Louisville. Nuh-uh. Where he studied astronomy. He, from here? Do you know of fuck? another Louisville? Yeah. No. Uh, he, he studied astronomy, among other subjects, but... Because his real name is unknown, the Washington Post reported that the university could not confirm whether he had been a student there. Oh, well, that's good, at least. He is also a writer, (laughs) researcher, and investigator who has written and self-published at least 13 books. 
Wow. This dude's made appearances and interviews on Coast to Coast AM, which is a funky-ass radio show about all things conspiracies. Seriously? Oh, my God. My dad loves it. Oh, no. The Washington Post. He's been on Glenn Beck. Wow. YouTube. And he's from here. Yeah. Well, seemingly. That's what he says. He's been on the Daily Express. He's best known for making numerous failed predictions which have passed regarding the end times, including a hidden planet named Nibiru. Oh, okay. That Nibiru would destroy the planet. So there's a huge... I've always wanted to dive into it. It's like one of those... a fucking Death Star? Well, yeah. Well, it's like the aliens that helped inhabit the Earth live on this other planet, and it's on this huge rotational axis, and it only comes around every couple thousand million years or whatever. All right. And we're like, well overdue. But it's mostly, it's it's it's, it's based off this novel by well, this dude uh, named Zachariah Stitchin. We're going to get into it at some point. According but. to Dan Aykroyd, they don't want, the aliens don't want anything to do with us, because we suck. Dan, we're working on it. <laughs> we're working on it. We're not even using single-use plastics over here. <laughs> Mead predicted that planet Nibiru would collide with Earth on September 23rd, <gasps> 2017. That was our wedding day. It was the day we were literally getting married. There was oh gonna, my God. The, the world, world could almost have ended. ended on our if wedding we, day. If we hadn't gotten married, it would have. We saved the planet. You're welcome. After his <laughs> prediction failed, he revised the apocalypse to October where he stated that the seven-year tribulation would possibly start followed by a millennium of peace. Because how do you fucking know that? Right. You're just making shit up. In huh. 2018, Mead again made several predictions for that year. For instance, that North Korea becoming a superpower in March 2018 and that Nibiru would destroy Earth in the spring. (laughs) Okay. Mead announced that the apocalypse would begin in March 2018, but he didn't predict the exact date. After March 2018 passed, he moved the apocalypse to April 23. Buddy, you can't just keep doing that. Guys, I... I'm really close. No, it's not gonna be April now. No, it's no, gonna no, be no, 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 no. It's gonna be tomorrow. I mean, this is not this is not a dinner you missed. <laughs> yeah. In which he also predicted the Sun, Moon, Jupiter, and Virgo will sil- will signal the rapture, and that Nibiru would destroy Earth that day. However, wow. before that date, he said that the reports that he predicted on the end of 23 April were fake news, but that the rapture, <laughs> no but not the end of the world, would take place on an unspecified date between May and December 2018. Buddy, it's 2020. <laughs> Mead is best known for using Bible passages and Bible verses regarding his predictions. Oh my gosh. His September 23 prediction was based on secret codes in the Giza pyramids in Egypt oh, and okay. revolved around the women of the woman of the apocalypse. Whatever the fuck that is. He used the number 33 for his September 23 prediction stating that Jesus lived for 33 years and that Elohim was mentioned 33 times in the Bible. And there's no date of a 33 so we're just gonna go to 23 do me a favor cut 10 days <laughs> cut 10 days off oh of my it. god cut them right off uh yeah his october 2017 predictions were described on his website planet x news and his book will planet x signal the rapture his april 23 prediction was based on 12 1-2 in the book of revelation and referred to the woman as virgo i guess that's the woman of the apocalypse i like that in between he changed the date to not be on the 23rd even though he has some weird thing with the 33rd obviously it's new i'm a numerologist oh my gosh three's a very important well he just rolled a nat 30 he rolled a nat one on this like he rolled a a D die to come up with the date yep oh we were supposed to be playing D and D tonight. We were supposed to be playing. We're podcasting yeah. instead, uh, and stated the alignment represents the lion of the tribe of Judah, the alignment in the stars or whatever. 
in this Bible okay. story. So yeah, that's just a few little. Wow. You know, our wrong, humans having predicted the end of the world and looking like a couple of dummies, and that's just hoping that the world doesn't end. Really intriguing. I didn't know about all of those. I didn't know about any of those. Yeah, it's I pretty fun, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's more too. Like I have enough to do. Sure. More you of can that revisit sure. it because oh. it's wild. It's funny. That is so crazy. These people just come up with this shit. No, it's like, we're going to wear cowboy hats. God is going to come down in a spaceship and take us into space. Uh, but then he's going to come down in a plane. Yeah, well, but maybe he, I need to be crucified. His, his kid had to borrow the spaceship. <laughs> so he's bringing... So weird. He's bringing the plane. It's still got enough seating. I don't... It's so wild. Yeah. It's so wild. Yeah. Great job. Thanks, man. It's really interesting. Cool. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. All right. Okay, so are you ready for mine? Quite ready. All right, this one's a doozy. Oh, man, I hope nobody's head gets cut off. I know that's not anything new, right? <laughs> so I'm going to be telling you about the Mikkel family, more specifically one family member, uh, and I'm just going to get into it. Get into All it. Right? Tell me about this Mikkel member. So born as uh, Annalise Elizabeth Mikkel, on 21st September 1952 in Bavaria, West Germany. Okay. She was born to parents, uh, I'm assuming it's Josef, because it's Germany, it's J-O-S-E-F, and Anna. Okay. She was the first of four girls that Josef and Anna had. I think it's like Mikkel, Mikkel, Mikkel. It's German. Mikkel, Mikkel Joseph, Josef, Mikkel, who cares? Mikkel. The Mikkels were a deeply religious family with um, three aunt nuns. And Yosef himself, having considered the priesthood, his mother really wanted him to go into it, but he did end up actually serving in the war. Um, and okay. I saw somewhere that he actually ended up being an American, like a prisoner by the Americans. Really? Like a, a, yeah, a POW. They were Roman Catholic in post-World War One Germany, which is around the time that she's born. So this is like, okay. yeah. And went to mass every Sunday and even had to go, oh, even went again in the, during the week. They, like, were relentless about going to church. And um, they ended up having, they ended up having three other daughters. So Annalise was one of four. Okay. And all the girls would go to church and they would have nightly prayers and morning prayers that they did every single day. So they're religious. Sure. However, in 1948, prior to Anna getting with Yosef, she actually had an illegitimate daughter okay. named Martha. Martha. I knew you were going to do that. And this brought a lot of disgrace on her family. And apparently she was forced to wear a black veil on their wedding day. Because it's oh just my like, God. nah, it was, you know. They just not want anybody to have Germany any illusions that she was. Fifth, or in the 40s. I yeah. Know, I mean. Ugh. Dark times. Um, For the whole world. And so... When Annalise was born, she was the first of the four girls with Yosef. Okay. She was born in, you know, 1952. Her mother actually encouraged her to atone for the sins of illegitimacy through intense devotion. So she, like, encouraged her daughters to kind of, like, atone for yeah, that. Because it fucked whatever, her life up. Right? So, yeah, yeah. But when Martha, the Ill illegitimate daughter, was eight years old, she actually died. Oh, no. From complications arising from an operation to remove a kidney tumor. Jeez. I also heard it had something to do with her appendix, but I think it was the tumor is what I mainly heard. Something was wrong in there and she died. And it was, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Or, I mean, medicine was probably pretty far at that point. Pretty advanced, anyway. yeah. So Annalise 
Annalise grew into a kind-hearted and very sensitive girl. Oh, good. Who was very much about the religion and showed her devotion regularly. And with the death of her sister Martha, even though, you know, it wasn't like her, it was like yeah. this weird thing. It was still her still sister. Still her fucking sister, yeah. It pushed her and she felt more, like, a lot more stronger pressure to do penance for her own mother. Yeah. Like, okay. I need to, like, right. do this penance for my mother, right? Okay. She found herself increasingly surrounded by evidence of sinfulness and increasingly anxiety that she got, uh, um, an increasingly anxiety to be rid of it. While other children in the 1960s were rebelling and like testing the limits of their freedom and, sure. you know, doing their thing, Annalise slept on a bare stone floor to atone for the sins of homeless drug addicts Jeez. who slept rough at the local train station. She's devout as fuck. And other wayward souls. You can tell me later this is actually Mother Teresa or but, something. No, <laughs> this is not uh, Imagine Life. But yeah. You so, are Mother Teresa. They were apparent. they were Catholics. Yeah. But they were Catholics that rejected the reforms of the Vatican too and like mingled with religious fringe groups okay but they were still very you know in went to church so in yeah. the whatever yeah. so while other kids around annalise growing up so like i said while other kids are like doing regular shit yeah and you know like experimenting and having sex and stuff she's sleeping on the floors and not able to hang out with other kids yeah or go to other kids homes or have boyfriends or anything like that right as far as going to school and coming home and everything at, for the first part of her life was pretty fairly normal outside of all the very religious stuff. Yeah. In 1969, at the age of 16, she experienced her first epileptic attack. Oh, no. Okay. And it apparently something happened at school where she kind of like fell into like this trance and kind of blacked out and couldn't remember. Uh huh. And then she did have some sort of other epileptic thing later that night shit's scary man yeah a year later annalise experienced a similar occurrence where she woke up in a trance and wet her bed oh her body also went through a series of convulsions causing her body to shake uncontrollably so it was basically she had a seizure yeah right yeah so after the second time annalise went to her doctor and was like this is kind of probably shouldn't be happening and he sent her to a neurologist Okay. Okay. Where he did a series of tests and she was diagnosed with temporal lobe epilepsy. So that, that's a disorder that causes seizures, loss of memory, and experiencing visual and auditory hallucinations. Oh my gosh. Oh so no, hallucinations. Fun. Well, not fun for her. Oh, right? No. Yeah, not fun. not fun. That's not fun for anybody. Nobody deserves that. And that's just like scary, I'm sure. Yeah. So after this, her health kind of started to go really downhill. She actually had to be hospitalized for numerous things like pneumonia. She had heart problems. And I heard um, on something that she potentially also had TB. Oh, no. Tuberculosis. She's going through it. Yeah. In June 1970, Annalise suffered a third seizure at where she was at, which was a psychiatric hospital where okay. she was staying for all these other issues she was having. It's a fucking I guess bummer. it was kind of. I didn't really understand why she was at like a psychiatric hospital, but I guess there's a lot going on, right? Um, there's probably a lot of brain scans sure. there. I don't know. She was prescribed anti-convulsion drugs for the first time, including Dilantin, which did not alleviate the problem. 
And she then began seeing devil faces okay. at various times of the day. Here we go, buddy. That same month, she was prescribed another drug, which uh, used in the which is used in the treatment of various psychoses, including schizophrenia and disturbed behavior and delusions. That's okay. what that you know. So she was given that as well. Okay. Um. Actually, this is a picture of her. I'm going to show. Let you. me see her. This is what she looks like. This is her. I will post it. I know we terrible okay, about it. Yeah, I will a... definitely post pictures. Okay. This one is going to be pictures. Oh, is this going to be like a before and after thing? Well, I mean, no. Maybe. Who knows? Okay. Oh, gosh. In 1973, Annalise graduated from high school. So she did end up getting... She was in the hospital for like, I think, in like and out seven of the... months, eight oh, months. Oh, wow. That but she sucks. was also still seeing doctors and kind of whatever. Sure. And she left for college at West Germany's University of Würzburg. 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 Hoping to pursue pursue teaching as a career, as a student, um, her peers apparently saw her as very overly religious. <laughs> Weird. She tended to stay in her dorm room with her pictures of saints and pray with her rosary, rather than kick it with the homies. Yeah, well, and yeah, she, yeah. yeah. While her classmates saw her as withdrawn, she was actually suffering from depression and began hallucinating while praying. Oh. And no. complained about hearing voices telling her that she was damned and would, quote, rot in hell. Okay. She also apparently heard knocking, a lot of knocking on the doors and, like, floors of her, like, dorm room. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. At the same time... My, the shit that scares me the most is, like, exorcism shit. Yeah. Like, oh, God, it fucks me up. <laughs> at the same time, she began to smell fire and... Brimstone? Excrement. Shit? Yeah. And experience upper limb paralysis. I don't even know. Was it just no arm? Can you imagine how fucking scary uh, that would be? Uh, but you can I don't walk. even like having my arms limp right now. I feel like it's going to take effect. I'm stressed out. Stress the I hate this shit. I hate this shit, man. <laughs> okay, so Anna's treatment in a psychiatric hospital did not improve her health and her depression worsened. because she's possessed by fucking devil, isn't she? Long-term treatment did not help either and she grew increasingly frustrated with the medical intervention. So she's taking all these like pharmaceutical drag, dra- <laughs> drags. She's taking all the drags. She's taking the drags, Barry. She's been taking all these drugs for like five years. And so long story short, she's trying to get better. She's seeing doctor after doctor. She's kind of being bounced around and put on all these different medicines. Oh, no. And none of it's helping her, okay. right? And all this is for sure contributing to a lot of these things that she's dealing with. And sure. a lot of medications have... So many. So many side effects. Half the fucking right? commercial is them playing ping pong and telling you how it's going to make you yeah. bleed out your ass <laughs> and see if I fucking die. But for real, it is. It's like, if you start to see the devil, maybe contact your <laughs> local doctor. Stop taking immediately, you yeah. know? If you get angered by milk. I mean, like, seriously. What? The weirdest symptoms yeah. and shit. Okay. At this time, she went to San Damiano. With a family friend who regularly organized Christian pilgrimages. Okay. Wait, so is she going to the fucking Vatican right now, bro? No. Okay, that's good. Because a possessed person at the Vatican who knows. That's an Arnold Schwarzenegger film, I'm pretty sure. I don't know where San Damiano is. S-A-N-D-A-M-I-A-N-O. I I don't know, man. Okay. So her escort, which was like the person leading her, concluded that she was suffering from... Possession. Demonic possession. You got the devil in you. Because she was unable 
to walk past a crucifix and refuse to drink the water of a Christian holy spring. Okay. Okay. So this is said by, uh, this is a quote by Falter. Falter. I was going to say Falter because his name is Don't Falter. His you name got is, it. His name is Father Alt when I said Falter. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Falter. Yeah, it's so, your nickname now. This is a quote by Father Alt. Annalise told me and Frohan, Frohain, confirmed this, that she was unable to enter the shrine. She approached it with the greatest hesitation, then said that the soil burned like fire and she simply could not stand it. Stop it. She then walked around the shrine in a wide arc and tried to approach it from the back. She looked at the people who were kneeling in the area surrounding the little garden, and it seemed like while they were praying, they were gnashing their teeth. She got as far as the edge of the little garden, then she had to turn back. Coming from the front again, she had to avert her glance from the picture of Christ, which was in the chapel of the house. So what changed from her being just like praying all the fucking time to can't all walk in the garden? Issues. She's having, she can't, I don't know, something's oh, oh, happening. she's been in the site. Okay, all this yeah, stuff, I forgot. Right? Yeah, yeah, well, no, yeah, yeah. she, I mean, she was going to college, but now yeah. she's having all of these, like, this stuff is just starting to happen, right? Yeah, okay. Um, she made it several times to the garden, but could not get past it. She also noted that she could no longer look at medals or pictures of saints. They sparked so immensely that she could not stand it. Bro, this is a lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, so I can see what it looks like afterwards. What she looks. Oh like no, 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 no! What are you talking about? This is also a picture of like their little family. Oh, what a little family! She's like the oldest. So she's what's over there. But I know you, you just guys can't see. Flip me it. off when you show me no, that. I didn't. Well, well, I swear to God, I'll post these. So Annalise and her family, as well as their community began convinced and consulted several priests asking for an exorcism. Oh, my God. This is going to be so fucked. So the priests uh. declined recommending the the continuation of medical treatment. So these Good priests priest. are like, no, no, Good no. Good fucking priest. No. And they informed the family that exorcisms required the bishop's permission. In the Catholic Church, official approval for an exorcism is given when the person strictly meets the set criteria then they are considered to be suffering from possession and under demonic control. Intense dislike for religious objects and supernatural powers are some of the first indications. Which so exactly what the fuck she's going she's through. Kind of already showing. Yeah. Right. But the, the you know they were going and they were like, no, dude, go to the, go to a doctor. No, go to a doctor. Right. Yeah. After applying twice for an uh, exorcism. Annalise and her family became super let down and they're super upset and that they weren't getting the religious help that they felt that they needed. Right. Got to get the devil out. Yeah. And so Anna experienced several intense suicidal episodes after this, right? Oh, fucking hell. I'm going to call her Annalise and Anna because she goes by both. And sometimes I just, have it. Sometimes I have it written in as Anna. Sometimes I have it written Just do what moves you, man. She was so, at this point, she was prescribed antipsychotic drugs, but despite taking them, as I said, nothing helped. And her symptoms worsened, and she began to manifest into this sort of different person. And her family started seeing a lot of changes. And with that, she was doing a lot of growling. Oh, fucking stop it. She was if seeing, she starts speaking in a foreign language, she doesn't fucking know. She bro. was seeing demons and apparently throwing things often as she sort of was manifesting and changing. Just right? spazzing out, yeah. So Annalise had returned home. Oh my home. god, I fucking... Did you know that the exorcism of Emily Rose kept me up for like a week and a half? Did it? Oh, buddy. I feel like this is like 
the original, original, original. <laughs> Ex- the the thing that inspired the thing that inspired. I love the thing like that when I do you. these because the way that I do these. This is you why don't it's know so, it's gonna. It's why it's so hard for me to do my research the way that I want to do it. It's because like you gotta do it backwards almost. Yeah, and like it's just funny to see like you trying to figure it out. Well, so, it's, I'm nothing good's coming. So Annalise had returned home for family support. Obviously, she wasn't going to school anymore because that wouldn't work it out. Yeah. The Toledo Blade reports that the family experienced paranormal activity, apparently, such as swarms of flies, flickering lights, and telephone calls from people who later claimed not to have called. Nope. Nope. So that's weird. Nope. No, dude. In 1975, the family's third request for an exorcism was met with success. Okay. You're telling me you have flies. And Okay, we'll send the priest... (laughs) The right of, flickering. Okay, we'll send the priests. <laughs> and the right of exorcism was granted by the Bishop of Würzburg, Josef Stangl. Nailed it. I don't know. S-T-A-N-G-L. Nailed it. Also Josef. Huh. Yeah. He then appointed local pastor Ernest Alt and former Chinese missionary Father Arnold Renz, who chose the 17th century ritual Rom- Romanum as the basis for the exorcism. Jesus, bro. Okay. Alt declared... Dec- was one of them a young priest and one of them an old priest in this motherfucker, dude? Like... What? I don't know. That's like a thing in the... I need a young priest and an old oh, priest. Oh, yeah, okay, it's yeah. Like a, So... Whatever. Um, Pastor Alt declared that she, quote, didn't look like an epileptic and that he did not see her having seizures and believe she was suffering from demonic possession. All right, well, that's what looks like an epileptic. Right How I do know. You look- I have a friend that's that's epileptic, and you would not know it. You don't. You wouldn't. Know you it. don't yeah. know until somebody actually has a seizure, and you can't just like snap your fingers and make somebody see. Like, what yeah. are you fucking talking yeah. about? I had a dog that had seizures. Scary it was stuff. Terrible. Scary it was stuff. so awful. Especially in a neighborhood scary seizures. Yeah. Scary. So this guy. Actually, so in a letter that Anna actually wrote to Alt when trying to get help, she said. Quote, I am nothing. Everything about me is vanity. What should I do? I have to improve. You pray for me. And she also once told him, quote, I want to suffer for other people, but this is so cruel. Oh, no. So. I'm not excited. (laughs) They would also explain what was wrong with the church. Oh, that's not supposed to be there. Sorry. In the beginning of July 1975. Okay. Annalise began to claim she was being regularly visited by Mother Mary. Okay. While taking a walk with her boyfriend. Yeah. She's got a boy? Boyfriend. Somehow Dope. she gets a man her. in the midst Good of all this. Her. And it's, it's literally not fucking touched on on anything. Everything I listen to, every article I read, it's just like, then she she's, all of a sudden has a boyfriend. Like she wasn't even allowed to really date. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she has a boyfriend. A and dude. some articles even say it was her fiance. What? Like, when I was her age, I could barely get a boyfriend and I was normal. Much yeah. less being a demonic possession getting a fucking fiance. Jesus. Well, so anyway, for- while they were taking a walk, um, she dropped to her knees claiming later that she'd spoken with the virgin Mother Mary. Two months later, during a quiet period... She was again visited by the Virgin Mary, who asked her to do penance for lost souls. Oh, my gosh. Shortly thereafter, Annalise agreed 
and the uh, like agreed with this yeah what she with was Mother being, Mary. with what she was being told and the possession quote-unquote possession or what was going on with her intensified sure. so those who view mother mary as like a saintly figure point to these moments as evidence for being a victim soul chosen by god to suffer for others redemption and at some point Annalise began talking about dying to atone for the wayward youth of the day and the up apostate priest of the modern church and she started a little bit to start to refuse to eat okay so she's so, possessed she's going on hunger strike she's that's where it's like get it's that's where yeah, yeah kind she's of not eating, eating right? now okay so fuck they began on september 24th 1975 and at one point managed to rid annalise of all but one demon only to have them all return the next day whoops okay as a whole, apparently, Annalise believed that she had been possessed by more than six demons. Jesus. Including Lucifer. The big guy. Judas. Oh, shit. Nero. Uh-huh. Cain. Hitler. Oh, fuck. And a disgraced priest. Jesus. Yeah. These demons would actually answer the exorcist's questions when questioned and when they were actually questioned about the reason for the possession the demons replied that she'd been cursed for her mother's infidelity get the fuck out you know for having that that child that baby out of wedlock so these different uh entities or whatever demons i'm sorry would also explain what was wrong with the church and why they were in hell uh hitler would say things like people are stupid pigs they think it's all over after death it goes on and then oh Judas would come out and say Hitler was nothing but a big mouth and had no real say in hell. What? Kind of nice to think fuck? that Hitler was probably still didn't was just a didn't, buster didn't ass get, punk didn't ass. Didn't get to bitch. say what he wanted to say in hell. Just a little right? bitch. On any plane of existence, Hitler is a bitch. Yeah. Well, duh. Duh. Fuck Hitler. So, though she had received treatment for her epilepsy at this point and you know was on these medications or whatever at her own request she said that she no longer wanted to see doctors and her and her parents decided that they would were going to rely solely on the church and on exorcisms for help what could go wrong right what could go wrong okay so over the next man dude how long hold your butts over the next 10 months. Okay. I thought you were going to say years and I was going to shit my pants. No, wait. They did 67 exorcisms on Annalise. Gee, my knee. With doing one or two sessions per week. 67. Yeah. That's a lot of work. Isn't it supposed to be done after one? Supposed to be. 67. I mean, in the movies. I mean, imagine the time scale having to yeah. do it 67 times. So during this time, Annalise was known to urinate freely. She would eat bugs. Oh, no, buddy. Dead animals. She actually bit the head off of a dead bird. Okay. And also ate coal. Oh, man. That's Mm -hmm. just Jesus. On one occasion, she got under a table and barked like a dog for two full days. Two days? Yeah. Days. Yep. Under a table. She barked like a dog for two days. Oh, no, buddy. Um, I would love it if a doctor would see her again. So these experiences did a lot of a lot of harm to her. Yeah. And she would also do hundreds of 
I'm not going to say this. Genuflections. Yes. Yeah, yeah. She would do hundreds of genuflections a day to atone oh. to the point where her knee ligaments ruptured and her kneecaps like broke. Burst. Oh, broke. No, broke. Dude. Broke. Oh. And she would continue to do this on oh, the injuries. Oh, stop it. hundred times a day. That's, no, see, that was, hundreds. that's terrifying. Mm. In addition with the return of her convulsions around Easter, apparently, of that year, uh-huh. Annalise fully started refusing food and drink to apparently protect herself against Satan's influence. Okay, here's where we get to your worst nightmare. Great. Because these, there are pictures mm-hmm. and recordings mm-hmm. of these exorcisms. Great. And the fucking audio... Is, is fucking just... terrifying. Yeah, no, I'm good. If you're trying I'm to play, gonna play good. a little. Good. I'm just gonna play. Good. Okay, good. so if anybody doesn't want to hear it, just skip ahead a little bit. I'm not gonna play the whole Should've thing. Spooky, bud. I'm not gonna play all of it, but I want you to hear because I I had to listen to it. I want you, you chose to, to sure, but I want you to hear like what she was sounding like sure. at this point. Yeah, okay. I'm just gonna play like a little. We're not gonna know what they're saying because it's in a different language, right? But it's. I just want to play it just a little bit. Play it, buddy. Okay. Oh, shit. Oh, I'm, so sorry. I'm so fucking stressed out. I'm keeping that oh. in right there. Oh, my God. <laughs> what the fuck, bro? I have chills already. I didn't have it up all the way. This is apparently Kane. Yeah, that wait, was Kane. Wait, wait. Yo, no, we gotta okay. purify the whole fucking crib. We get so where's actually, the fucking, where's so the, this whole the sage, bro? That whole video, that whole if I play the rest of it, it goes it like the first one was Hitler, the second one was Kane, and it goes through each like her doing each. No, nah. I won't do it. Isn't that not? That's too much. Terrifying. Yeah, but that's supposedly just a girl, like a a woman at this know, point. Uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah. I dude, mean, no. and to do that like for hours upon hours. It's so like scary. A cornered, like metal cat. I like, listened to a podcast that played like the entire thing. I listened to like five minutes of that. No. Yeah. I didn't know. That's terrifying. So the picture. I pictures, was stressed out that whole fucking time. I know, right? It makes you feel like we're like summoning something in the house. We it's just did. I'm no, no shit, dude. <laughs> so the pictures are also horrible. So I showed you the before. Yeah. I'm going to show you in a, in a second. You can see she's just slowly withering away in these pictures her teeth are like broken down her eyes are all black and sunken it's she looks nothing like the same girl so like i feel like i want to see it i have to show you so you can give the reaction yeah yeah so this is these are pictures of her mother like trying to restrain her and like holding her up she doesn't look like the same person at all at all right and then that this is well i'll show you that one in a minute actually I'll show you this one in a minute. 
Oh, great. But yeah. So yeah, the pictures are fucking horrible. If if you want to look at it, just Google our name. They'll fucking pack up. Pack up? Pack up. Paku Paku. Oh, you're going to upload them on the... Sure. you put them on the Instagram? Well, I don't know. They're kind of rough. Okay. They're kind of rough. So during the final exorcism, Annalise's parents had to carry her through the motions. She only weighed 68 pounds. Oh, my God. She was too weak to move her body and couldn't do anything herself. Jesus. Her final words to the exorcist were, beg for absolution and to her mother... Or Mother, I'm Afraid. Oh, my God. Dude. And on July 1st, 1976, after the final exorcism, Annalise died in her parents' home. Jesus. Yeah. So the autopsy report stated the cause was malnutrition. Sure. And dehydration sure. due to being in a semi-starvation state for almost a year while oh the rites God. of exorcism were performed. Jesus. She was starving literally for a year. But she also wouldn't eat. Right. She was, right. she was refusing to eat yeah, as yeah. well. But also, like, take her to a doctor and get her a fucking take IV her to a put fucking in, right? Doctor, but they believe they were believing in this all this stuff, right? Oh my God. So in 1976, the state charged Annalise's parents and the priests, yep. Ernest yep. Alt and yep. Arnold Renz, with negligent homicide during um Wait. What? What? Okay, keep going. And during the case, uh, her body was actually exhumed because they I, somewhere I read that they were like, well, exhume her body because if she was possessed, then like it probably wouldn't have like de- de- decomposed the right way. I don't sure. know. Sure, that's a dumb claim. So the trial started on March 30th, 1978 in the district court and drew intense interest, obviously. Sure. Before the court, doctors testified that uh, Annalise was not possessed, stating that this was a psychological effect because of her strict religious upbringing and her epilepsy. But Dr. Richard Roth, who was asked for the medical help by uh, Priest Alt, allegedly told her during the exorcism that, quote, there is no injection against the devil, Annalise. Oh. Schmidt Reichner, <laughs> my best, said that the exorcism was legal and that the German constitution protected citizens in the unrestricted exercise of their religious beliefs. Okay. The defense played tapes recorded at the exorcism sessions sometimes featuring what was claimed to be demons arguing to assert their claim that Annalise was possessed. Jesus. The defense was like, no, she was really de- she was really possessed. And both priests said that the demons identified themselves, so they were obviously real. Yeah. Right? Ooh, it's so creepy. They further said that she was finally freed because of the exorcism just before her death. Sure. The other sure. fucking 60 times didn't do it. still fucking killed her. Jesus. The bishop said that he was not aware of her alarming health condition when he approved of the exorcism, and he did not testify. Of course not. The accused were found guilty of manslaughter resulting from negligence and were sentenced. This was the priests. Sure. Were, they were sentenced to six months in jail, which was later suspended, and th- which ended up just being th- like three years of probation. Busters. The priests. Prosecution concluded that the parents should be exempt from punishment as they had, quote, suffered enough, which is uh, apparently a criterion in German penal law. So the parents didn't get anything. They got off scot-free. Because they suffered enough from losing their daughter. Jesus Christ. On February 25th, 1978, her remains were replaced in a new oak coffin lined with tin. Because apparently her when she was originally buried, they did it very hastily and very fast. And she was not buried like, properly. Well, oh, oh and I didn't mention this earlier, but the 
illegitimate daughter, Martha. Yeah. They buried her, like, away from the family, like, as close to the Finn's limit because she wasn't buried with the rest of the family. That's fucked up. I know. What the fuck, bro? And basically that... Oh, this was her. This is the picture of her at Like, right death. before she died? The last exorcisms. Like... Ugh! Get that out of my face, bro. It's so bad. It's scary. It's so... And it's real. Yeah, man. So that is the exorcism of Annalise and um the exorcism of emily rose yep, yep. is based off of this, this exact story. thing yeah yeah there are also two other i said that before i, I knew know that, you did actually, i know yeah. you did there are also two other films that are based off of it called requiem and annalise the exorcist tapes which are like loosely based off of it and the chick who is plays her or plays the main girl in exorcism of emily rose is from louisville, is Kentucky. From louisville yeah um lastly the first issue or sorry first issue the debut album from john linden's post sex pistols band public image limited contains the song on a lease about the case uh-huh and the band I, uh ice nine kills used audio clippings from nope. on Elise's exorcism nope. in their song communion of the curse nope ice nine's from a kurt vonnegut book but also nope and that is that story Good. Isn't that crazy? It's so crazy, scary, spooky. It, it was so terrifying. I'm, bud. I'm pretty sure that it was that this case was the first case to ever use the defense of um demonic possession, possession in court. Yeah, yeah, but wow, didn't work. But they also didn't get shit. I mean, I understand. I mean, that it kind of worked. Thought that that's what they. That thought this was going on. But, and and oh, I don't, there's just so many. I mean, it was clearly mental. How, I mean, clearly. I don't. But then you hear those tapes, and it's just like fucking terrifying. It is, but you don't know what somebody's ment- you, mental health can. Sure. Be, I mean, when mental health is deteriorating, when you break and you or, think you're what the fuck do we? You know what if I mean? You're like schizophrenic, and you're hearing those voices. You oh, you might be able I, to. Clearly, she was. She had mental issues. Make as well different as, voices for them. You yeah. Know? Oh my god, that poor. Girl. I just think that it's like such a scary, awful, tragic. Yeah, because it is story. Well, bang. so there's that. Gima knee, guys. Yeah. Well, thank you all for tuning in to We Drink No Things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry if that was a little heavy, but. No, it was good. I think it's like very interesting. Yeah, it is so. amazing. It's just yeah terrifying at the same time, you know. So, yeah. Email us at We Drink We Know Things podcast at Gmail. Bang around. Hit Let us, us up. know what yep. you want us to cover. Hit us with a rating, a review, anywhere you listen yeah, to your podcast. please do. We appreciate you. And. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. Yeah, we'll we see you on Friday you for uh, Florida, Florida Man Friday. It's Florida Man Friday, y'all. <laughs> All right. That does it for another one in the books, guys. All right, peace. Bye.